this Can I point. let you in on a secret? What's that? I actually have elbow patches on top of my elbow patches. <sighs> Studios at the corner of Glenway and Monroe, and another Forwards Backwards podcast. This week we discuss if the pot has gone big time, the match in St. Louis, and preseason. As always, I'm joined by the Steve Bold to my Tony Adams, Dan Fallon. Dan, on the list of worst dates, where does bringing your girlfriend to a podcast recording <laughs> rank? <laughs> um, it's pretty low. It's got to be second after afternoon drinks at the Crystal. I'd say, uh, you know, uh, afternoon drinks at the Crystal can be romantic if yeah. you're into degenerate drunks, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, if that's if that's uh, we're not here to kink shame, Dan. Yeah, really, exactly. That's what it comes down exactly. to. Next in his triumphant <laughs> return, Cowboy Neil at the wheel Havati, also known as the best looking assistant manager in the world, not named Freddie Lundberg. Uh, we'll be diving into Madison and uh, the preseason with Neil this episode. Finally. We are joined by the flock's David Danskin, Mr. Andrew Schmidt, who will reveal as much as he legally can about what Ford, uh, what the flock have planned, and help us recap the the first uh, open to the public preseason friendly, as Forward fell to St. Louis two to one on Saturday. Hello, Andrew. How are you? How are you? I'm well. Did you appreciate our Arsenal references there in the open? <laughs> we did that just for you. I'm. Quietly upset. <laughs> Good. That's what we aim for. Yeah. Uh, I was given my choice between Steve Bould, Tony Adams, and there was one. Well, we also one talked took about Nigel Winterburn. Ooh, that's a good one. He's the most Midlands of all of them. Who's the angry one who's on Match of the Day now? I think that's the center... Nigel. No, 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 no. Center back who's on the Invincibles. Are you talking about Lee Dixon? No. He's on. not nearly moving angry. Moving on. He's <laughs> moving not on. nearly so, angry enough. So just, just to cover a, a couple of important uh, updates about the pod itself. Sure. Uh, <laughs> we got multiple mentions on the League One unfiltered pod, and oh. I'm thinking we're becoming, Dan, the podcaster's podcast. Like, like yeah. Like, like our, yeah, yeah. Like, we're the, the, we're not great, but we're, we're like the under the radar one that everybody likes. We're the one that inspires other podcasters, I think. You know, they, they understand that we fully understand the craft. And while the public <laughs> may not grasp it, you know, the, the, the you know, the podcasters. I'll really take that. Other than Gary Shanley being dead, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I think we're like, yeah, Gary Shanley. You guys are by far the best USL One podcast in Madison. I don't know. Wow, we're shots fired behind the feathers. Yeah, take that one, Kuba. We're also, though, the third I've given notes to still. all of them, and you're the only one that's actually said thank you. Well, but then we blithely disregarded them. Correct. Yeah, that's what we do best. That's our goal. Uh, now, the, also on that front, though, uh, our guest denies any knowledge of it. There is also a parody account dedicated to me, at Snug Tucker. Dan, do you want to explain a little bit about the backstory <laughs> about uh, Tucker Snug? Yeah, so Keith showed up to a soccer match with his, uh, was it your jersey? No, 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 I don't own a jersey. I own the uh, the flock polo. Tucked into his pants. I came from um, the office. And it there was, were khakis. It was horrifying. They it were was, flat front. It khakis. was unnecessary. They were flat front, thank God. If they were pleated, we would not be doing this podcast. Um, or cuffed, for that matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, you showed up in public with a polo shirt tucked into your pants, so um, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
says our fashion consultant, uh, Coach Neil. Um, so yeah, so apparently that that's been an ongoing joke about you being full tuck, um, which I'm could take tuck. on which could take on a couple of other meanings depending on the on the situation. And uh, there is now a parody Twitter account called at Snug Tucker, which also props to that person for getting a real Twitter handle and not having to have like drop some of the letters or you know. Yeah, uh, what is our Twitter handle? It is at forwards back wa two. And we, obviously, as as you know, how could you doubt that? And this week we hit a new milestone, three hundred followers. Even after you deactivated your Twitter account, we're still I over three hundred followers. Because I don't want to know when coronavirus is going to kill me, so I just ignorance deactivated is my yeah, Twitter. Put, yes. So Dan, we were discussing, and we've come up with a promotion to get us to four hundred. We're we're we're, you know. We're at 303, Neil has updated me at. <laughs> Since so. the start of the podcast, three people. Uh, no, I think one. We're at 302. Oh, okay. You know, because I'm... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm looking at Snug Tucker 2 and Snug Tucker 3. <laughs> can, you I imagine, can you imagine me debating myself? Do you really want to live inside of that, in that world? I feel like I already am. And yeah. I'm just putting it out there because I'm not on Twitter anymore. Someone needs to get Tuckleberry, The Adventures of Tuckleberry Finn on Twitter. Like, now. Uh, but what what is our uh, what is our promotion for the 400th follower of forwards? I think back this is your two. idea. You can you can go with it. Well, we're gonna we're gonna reverse it. We're yeah. not this isn't like I, this I isn't Eric Leonard and and Brand Neaton coming to your house to give you something. It's no. us coming to your house to take something from and, you. And, and this was really inspired Dan, beyond by, your dignity by your desire to live a sustainable life. Correct. Because there's just too much crap out there. Yeah. And so if we show up at your house. You can just, we'll just take something. We'll so just take you some us, of your shit. You want us to take the trash out? So you join our Twitter account, we take your stuff. Y- yeah. Y- you want us to take the trash out? We'll do that. Mm-hmm. You want us to take that old box of dishes that your grandmother gave you in, in, 40 years ago and you have no use for and they've been sitting in the, we'll take them. We'll, t- we'll go to Goodwill. You got we'll take them. And then, then Neil will buy them. Yeah. And resell them. And resell them on his Poshmark page. At a, at a huge markup. So... Really, it's all Must, cyclical. Mush, mustache now, thrift now on we, Poshmark? W- now, we haven't... Find, r- follow the page? We haven't run this by uh, the legal stylist yet, but we'll come, even if you're not there, and take something. Because yeah, the legal uh, stylist is going to need to weigh in on this. Yeah, because uh, uh, my feeling is if you follow us, you have implied Consented consent. to us taking something from yeah. you. Yeah. No longer a B&E? That's my feeling. <laughs> Correct. If, if you consent, then it can't be breaking and entering. It's you have to tell crime. me if you're a cop, Neil. True. Yeah, you do have to tell us that. So Neil, uh, going into <laughs> Neil just said he's wearing a wire. I'm pretty sure this whole yeah. thing is being oh, taped. Oh boy, we hope. Yeah, we hope because you know our the SEC. Hist- our history tells us it hasn't been taped. Just many. making <laughs> sure the quality of the pod is. Yeah, the SEC I think is coming to get us finally. Okay. Uh, so uh, big preseason uh, going in. Uh, big kind of uh, couple of couple of matches. You know things. How far back uh, are we going to go? Because there's some pretty ugly results. Yeah. Well, early on. So. so. <laughs> Getting a look Neil, from Neil. Neil took a little umbrage at the term results. And I think this is a good thing to discuss uh, because uh, we might have to get the preseason out. results, preseason friendly results, yeah. they don't count, do they? Our boys over in Lansing did a nice little uh, bit on this about like what is it really, you know, it's really hard to know what's going on, right? You guys might be trying something out. The other team might be trying something out. You're looking more for performances. You're more looking more for how uh, certain players are going to behave and formation you're playing you're not probably too concerned about the result but 
I mean, it's a it's a good discussion. It's a great question to ask. I mean, obviously, coaches and and staff think one thing, but to have supporters, they obviously care a lot. But what what are their true thoughts on how much a preseason result means? Obviously, they want to see us win, but I think we have some very educated supporters that know that when it comes down to it, this isn't the exact team you're going to see on March 28th. Correct. I mean, uh, it should be noted that part of the reason Dan got off Twitter is because he was hashtag Holvati out <laughs> very early on. I mean, after that, after those first results, I mean, I, I think even in the first match. Uh, hashtag big top out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, we didn't even play a full 90 minutes, right? Played 60 minutes. Guys aren't match fit. So you're, you're you know, and, and you don't want to. Were you guys scared to play the full 90? I mean, it's uh, a. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. No, but, but, but we'll definitely touch on it because when we went down there, we we have we have a plan of how we wanted things to go in the first week via training sessions and gym sessions and and how we want to recover and load the players in the first week. And is it I absolutely ideal to give the guys a game after a couple of days as a group? No, but at the same time, when you have the ability to get four championship teams in yeah. two weeks. It's really hard to pass up. Yep. And as a coaching staff, we're like, in the end, we'll grow from it. No matter how bad it is, we'll grow from it. So that's how we took it. And we we have video of most of the game. There's going to be good things. There's going to be bad things. And it, it, it was what it was. And we actually did decent for being two, ga- two days in. And that, we took that from it, and we grew. Yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the goals for the, this pre, you know, preseason. You guys went down to Birmingham. For, for a stretch, what was what was the, the thinking behind that? You know, you said you had some tactical or training sessions in mind. What was the overall arching goal of the, of the preseason for you guys? Yeah, we like I said, we had a clear plan for the first week on uh, – I mean, before that, let's, let's preface it as this is a lot different than last year. We had a, a group of players that had never been together. Yeah. We, we brought back what we think is a very good core, um, brought in some trialists, and – are putting together a group that we think is going to be better than last year. Um, so within the first two weeks, it's carry forward what we did really well last year as a group and put those principles on the new players and mesh the players together. Um, we told the players, we don't really care how the results go. Um, our training sessions were fantastic. Uh, we pushed the guys hard in all of them, and, it's, and in preseason, it's like, Typically, the day before a game in the regular season or even late in preseason, you're not pushing the guys too hard. You're not – the load on the guys isn't, isn't, isn't large. And here it's – you're still putting 90 minutes on them before they're playing maybe 45 minutes on the field, which yeah. 45 minutes in a game situation is, is hard. Six days in, eight days in, still 12 days in. It's, it's a, the fitness load is huge. Were you guys doing two-a-days? What was the breakdown of training and fitness and all of that? There were some two-a-days. There were some one-a-days when we would do some one-a-days. That session would be a little longer. But at the same time, we have our strength and conditioning coach down there with us. So some days we're on the field. Immediately after, we're straight in the gym. So there's some days where they're on the field for 75 minutes. They're in the gym for 30. So it's on their bodies, it's not easy. Mentally, it's not easy. Although they can just go back and eating up for the rest of the day. <laughs> did you Sounds like a good day to me. Did you guys do <laughs> film review as well or tactic sessions yeah, as well? Yeah, we definitely had, had some video from some matches, and we introduced some 
amazing PowerPoint presentations from my newly minted B license <laughs> and Daryl's pro license. So we combine those superpowers to. Wait, did you pass? Oh, we passed. I'm going to have to congratulate. Actually, here. congratulations, yeah, Neil. That's awesome. I know you worked hard at that. The B license is mostly PowerPoint training, I hear. Is that true? You're not wrong. <laughs> it's a very important professional skill to have. I mean, you're not wrong. I think, you can, <laughs> I think you can go into basically any industry now with your PowerPoint skills is what I'm. T- I, I would hope so. Yeah, I'm going to cross over in, into coaching after I'm done with my obviously very illustrious paid professional career as a supporter organizer. <laughs> but really, the the skills that you've learned, you can carry with you. I sense some sarcasm in Andrew's true, voice. True. Yeah. yeah. True. Uh, maybe just a little bit. Back no to sarcasm. Birmingham. Back to Birmingham. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Ultimately, though, you know, you, you were talking about how hard the guys were working, but truth be told, it was the hardest part of all the preseason seeing K Dog suiting up Birmingham. How I mean, turned how turned was he? How many commas? First of all, we're on a we're on a cold, balmy, rainy day in Birmingham. And Which was not what you guys were looking for. No, I mean, it was rainy down there a lot to be, but to be fair, it was like 17 degrees here and it's 42 degrees there. Yeah. 38, 55. So it's, like all relative. We're, it's all barbecue relative. weather down yeah, there. Yeah, like yeah. We're, we're in paradise. I had a challenge to myself. I said, I'm going to wear shorts every day yeah. if it's warmer than Madison. You got to. So every day I'm wearing shorts. Yeah. They You're from the crazy, upper Midwest. Like, you know. I wore a winter jacket, so it looked like <laughs> I was wearing a long skirt at times, but. But you're trying to so you you like, control you look like that core. I was going to say, so you yeah. look like the guy who wandered away from the old folks' home. <laughs> He's got to keep that core warm. You may have know. looked lost at times. <laughs> yeah, more so than usual. That's fine. Yeah, Despite his B license. But no, K-Dog, it was great to see K-Dog. Uh, of course, he was out there in shorts. Um, shoes untied <laughs> with some new <laughs> Legion gear rocking, but nice dude. It, it wasn't it wasn't the same K Dog as last year. He's not oh. he's not with the group. I think he has some. He's missing the boys a bit, and yep. uh, everyone embraced seeing him. But there's some definite gesturing going on oh. between between the two parties of Cut. no hard feelings, but like he's still gonna say war ready. <laughs> That he is. That he is. So, uh, any any standouts in in preseason that people might not have picked up on? Anybody, you know? Basically, we want to know. If we, we are on the Vang train. The G is silent. The G is silent on train. We so give us a little. We don't want to f- single players out, but can how's can our boy, can how's we, our boy doing? Yeah, can we get on the Vang train? Mike is integrating himself into the group well. Okay. Um, he is a player that has. Boatloads of skill, has tons of ability. Um, I think uh, this part of preseason and the kind of the load we put on the players was a lot. And he had some, I want to, he, di- he didn't take part in every session, but he got himself back into it. He had a, a little hamstring thing. He's back in full now, which he played the second 45 um, in St. Louis, straight back in, and he was great, responded well. So when he, when we start training, we resume tomorrow. He's, He's full back in, and, the, and a huge important thing of all of preseason is we're continuing training tomorrow, and we have pretty much everyone healthy, which Great. is unbelievable to go through two weeks, push the guys as much as we did, and just uh, waiting on this guy to kind of feel better about just not getting hit in the shoulder and worrying about falling <laughs> down. Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, and that goes back to you know the comment earlier about not seeing our line, you know, the full lineup on the field. I mean, yeah. in case people didn't know, Turbo hasn't played a right. match yet so we haven't played our you know we gotta we assume a, he's 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 battling to be in the in the starting back four so we and pato only came back 
for this weekend? Right. This is the first we had we had three days with Pato. Um, he came back in is obviously a huge part of the group, as everyone yeah. knows from last year. Was a best eleven player. Um, having Connor Art was was a loss to the group on the field. Yeah. At the same time, he did a ton for the group off the field. And when you look at lineups that we were playing, um, either first half or second half, or where we make changes, we have five trialists yeah. in. So yeah. we're giving guys a fair look, and we're mixing up the groups to say. Don't look into it as much as you think it is. Right. We want to win as bad as the fans. Yeah, do. sure. Everyone knows that. But when, when we concede things or goals or in different ways, it's take it for what it is, make it better the next time. So we're, I think we're getting a little bit of sense of what the team is going to look like. I think the, the shape is going to be very similar to last year, you know, 4-1-4-1 or 4-3-3, or three, three, depending on how you want to mm -hmm. call it, how you want to treat the, the wingers. Uh Anything that you guys have noticed in, in surprises? I know there's a big one that Neil let us down a particular path with a particular player, and I, I don't think he's, he's right on that one. Uh, I think uh, I'm talking about Eric Leonard because we've seen him in, the, in the, the films lining up in the six, and he lined up in the six against St. Louis, right? Well, I'm going to give Andrew a chance. Yeah, he was actually at, at the yeah. match and isn't paid by the club, so he can be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, so I was drumming almost the entire game. <laughs> so I don't know why you asked me on this podcast to elaborate on play performance. Because but you're the only <clears throat> person that shows up when we ask them. That's true. Yeah. Uh, We've offended no. <clears throat> everyone else. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and I will corroborate that. Uh, you offended <laughs> me too, but I still keep coming back. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> well, I think we all we were just giving you a chance. I'm a glutton to, for punishment. We were just you know? giving you a chance to gloat about the Invincibles. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, what I... I will say the first half looked really good. Um, I thought the the bits that I that I was able to see were actually like pretty crisp as far as passing, as far as possession was concerned. Uh, you have to also take into context too that the team that lined up for St. Louis is likely the first eleven that will start playing for them competitively this next week. This weekend, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. like, this is a big deal that we were able to get an early goal, uh, save a PK in the first half against a pretty good St. Louis team, I feel like. They looked sharper than they did when we played them in the Open Cup last year, where I would agree we had more time behind the, the group of players that we had together um, competitively. I felt that, you know, uh, apparently this goalkeeper that we had and was picked up at a gas station somewhere in Nashville on, on route to St. Louis. Dude, Nashville is so hip right now. Yeah, by way of Austria, where apparently that's a big melting pot for Austrian goalkeepers is Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee. Uh, I'm told that he's just a huge Sturgill Simpson there, fan. Yeah, there, there's yeah. a big... There's a big Austrian community in, in Nashville. Which who would have known? Yeah. Right? You wanna get you wanna get some some uh Sasher tort? Go yeah. to Nashville. Yeah, go to Nashville. <laughs> hot, That's the place. Hot chicken, go to Nashville. Yeah. Prince's uh, shout out. Yeah. Um but no, I thought the first half especially looked really like I, I thought was very good, uh, as a team performance goes. It's hard to tell when you have like at least two trialists on for every preseason game, especially when when you know you have mainstay guys like Turbo, and you know a, a lack of a, you know no no offense, but like a lack of like a real deal number one starting keeper in goal. Yeah. Um, I felt like our back line actually played pretty well the entire game. I thought the penalty that we conceded was very. Uh, was not a great call. We'll the, call refs, uh, the refs are in preseason, too. We'll, we'll give them a... Because if we know one thing about Dan <laughs> Fallon, 
I like to give refs in favor the benefit. of giving the refs the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Correct. Always. Correct. Uh, Paulo's goal was a peach, though. Uh, was great. Yeah. Volley, uh, JC like, played that ball in. Is yeah, that right? I saw yeah. the, that was a sweet ball. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, and I mean, it's also it's preseason, yeah. right? Like, I, I don't think, like, if we were to judge last season's performance in preseason, like, we were. You know, we beat in the 11. And yeah, we should win the so league. We were, we were second place in the Eastern Conference and <laughs> ULTL Championship, yeah. right? Uh, but, no, I mean, I think the positives to take from it was that were, were that the, the players that we think are going to try to come up big this season actually put in a really good shift. I thought Wojtek put in a good shift. I thought Mike Vang put in a good shift when he came in. Brendan Eaton looked really good, looked really sharp, like – which, especially after the injury that he had yeah, last yeah. season, I thought was a really, really big positive. And Eric Leonard looked great, too. I mean, yeah, we still have a, you know, I don't know that we still have a, like, we're, we're moving things around and we're trying different things, right? So it's hard to judge, like, goal production during preseason when you have so many moving pieces. Um, but so I'd say th- that yeah. was positive. So I'd say the two, and I'd put this question to Neil, my two, I guess my two concerns at this point are, Who's the backup up top if Woj doesn't start getting goals? And then the goalkeeper situation, which, you know, we're joking around about the BP gas station goalie, but that obviously that was an area of strength last year mm-hmm. that very quickly became an area of a little bit of concern, I think, across the board. So, I, you know, your thoughts on those two spots. And maybe you're, you're seeing other spots, but you can kind of envision the, you know, kind of a starting back for a midfield three outside wingers. Yeah. But then, you know, Woj obviously. Excited about that, but who mm-hmm. you know, if he's not getting the goals, who's coming in? Yeah, to kind of get behind the two spots you're asking for, I'll start with here. Our a major goal of the of the staffs was when we were signing players was to say, let's get better at every position and let's get a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. regardless of who we're gonna get on loan. Mm-hmm. That was a big goal of ours to say yep. we don't want to rely if we we're gonna get some guys and they're gonna help us. But we don't want those to be – we want to sign a group that we can rely on right. if those guys aren't here. Because we knew from previous examples that we want to be able to put a lineup every game that yep. can be great. And now I think we have a group like that that we've definitely grown. Um, the goalkeeper situation, we sold Brian. We got in a situation where it was great for both sides. Yep. Um, and immediately we knew we got to get someone great because yep. Brian's a right. force and back. Yep. Uh, great communicator, great shot stopper, and probably the best keeper in the league last year. So that's been addressed. Obviously, we picked up a pretty good goalkeeper from a gas station. <laughs> yeah, uh, he said to PK, game one. <laughs> said to PK. He, he hasn't led in the goal since he's been with us. Okay. Is and he signed? He's batting a 1,000. He's still with us. He will be training with us tomorrow, okay. and right. something will come from there. Okay. Um, that's a developing situation in that position on a couple other fronts. Okay. And then, what's the other position you asked on? Uh, up top. Up top, we got Woj. So we brought in goals. We we brought in a guy that he is a big unit. Too. He's a unit. <laughs> and when you see him in training, when you talk about a guy who likes to be in the box and can finish, Woj is the guy. It's yeah. when you when we do patterns to goal, when we do finishing exercises compared. This year, you Woj is in front of the goal. He scores goals. Yeah. You get him the ball, he scores goals. Can I just say something about him? He's like a proper footballer. Like, you look at, like, his, like, not not that this is, like, the be-all, end-all of it, but, like, you look at, like, professional footballers overseas, you see their, like, 
their social media stuff. This guy like seems like he has a professional photographer following him around <laughs> to take pictures of him and his lady friend out when they're out and about doing stuff. Like he's like a real celebrity. I mean, he's got great bloodlines. Yeah, number one. yeah, but yeah. We can't. We yeah. can't. You don't. Can't you don't want to argue enough. with the Polish heritage. Yeah. And whether he has someone follow him around or not, they definitely. I don't want to know. They have a good setup. I Someone's don't on the timer and doing well. I'm just gonna let the mystery live out there. But he seems like a legit for real footballer. Did we just sign an Instagram footballer? This no. guy actually. He can jumped. actually score goals though. <laughs> I'm thinking of that. Yeah. No. Uh, now that they've seen him, we don't have to worry about that guy. Have you read the or seen the documentary about the guy in Brazil who never played a game? Never played a game. And went around all that time, like pretending, and and you know basically was famous as a footballer without ever, and like kept getting signed by. Well, teams. It was also the guy who like they signed George Weah's cousin for the team in Italy, and he had never actually. This, played is, football. this is not that guy though. <laughs> no, I mean we know play. that. We yeah. know that he's, he's got a record. Play. He's got a record, but he absolutely he seems like a proper footballer, and he is, and we're super excited to have him on board. He was, he's a great addition, and then going into another nine, we. We we're on that train. We're sorting it out. We're gonna have a person, but at the same time, we have the knowledge that Paulo has been up there yeah. last year. Yeah, JC has yeah. been up there last year, and we have more parts around the midfield now that we signed Mike. Louis playing well right now. We have parts in the midfield that were way more versatile this year, where we can move guys around. Yeah. Brandon even played left back for thirty mm-hmm. minutes last game. Yeah, yeah and we no talked about behind him. We talked about Louis. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. You know, we didn't have a podcast last week because you were hungover. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a true story. Um, but that, you know, Louis at times looked like he was struggling to fit in last year, but maybe a full preseason is going to really help him. Absolutely. I mean, it's, t- it's tough to walk into a team in the middle of the season and particularly to walk into the midfield where you, the, you have a lot of different jobs. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one thing to walk in in the back, walk in up top, where you just got to, like, pump in goals or right. do whatever. Um, so it's good to hear that he's had a, yeah, had Louis, a good preseason. Yeah, Louis had a good preseason. He's in a place where he has a more defined role. Yep. He, he's had an entire offseason to work towards being ready for this, and that's added to the group. It's like everyone that we've had back from last year, it's they've pretty much picked up from where we've left off, and we're just adding the pieces that we signed. So, uh, you know, and I think we should probably expand on the Eric Leonard. Um, I love Eric Leonard. I think when he was in the six, we were a much better team last year. Neil kept, and, and Daryl on the pod as well, kept hinting, oh, well, we'll look at him a, as a center back. We're thinking about him as a as a center back. That, you know, he played a little bit there, but uh, I think mostly they were feeding us a Bullshit. Keith. Of, yeah, they're Keith, subterfuge. Yes. <laughs> and We've you know I'm not good with the sutter, uh, su- subterfuge. No. I was going to say subtlety. No, well, subtlety. Both. Yeah. Well, I, so I have a very important question, moving on from Keith being confused, which could go on for hours. How was the flock looking preseason? Yeah. How was the flock? I mean, you you put a lot in of a good outfits because you drove down. Thelma and Louise were there. W- with yeah, were they? They were. They were. I did not meet a Thelma or a Louise. Okay, well, you weren't looking hard enough. But I was in locked in a car with three other guys for a twelve hours. Who are creating Twitter burner accounts? I don't know anything of what you're talking about. Now my question is: Okay, uh, no, so seriously, did you get your shots before you got in that car? I was just driving, so I didn't. I didn't do anything. No, I mean like preventative flu shots. Oh and yeah, whatnot. I yeah. mean I'm I'm good. I got the the Abita virus down in New Orleans a few weeks ago, so <laughs> I'm good to go. You're 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 fully immunized. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So how was how was the performance from the flock? How are you feeling about it? 
Uh, there was some rust to shake off, if Kay. I'm being yeah. honest. Um, <clears throat> I, Were you I, sore on Sunday after drumming? You said you did. So my my hand like definitely burst open. Usually where it does if I'm drumming the entire game at the start of the season, like that happens. Like if you are not a drummer by trade and you decide to drum for 90 minutes straight, usually your hands explode, which happened to me, which is fine. I got it out of the way. Hopefully I will not bleed again until midseason. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's just, you know, it's in the run of play. So. Must have been nice to have um, the crew back together, though. It was and be on nice. a road trip you know, and it was great. I can't say enough good things about the St. Luligans. Like yeah. we were down there for the Open Cup last year, and um, super, super nice people. Um, we have kind of this running joke about their their flag guy down there. He's <clears throat> when I met him, he was like sharing all these different, you know, uh, sort of secrets with me about like which vendors to go through for buying like these gigantic flags and stuff, and. He kind of buried the lead a little bit because he owns his, the his, company. Well, no, his first name is Jimmy. Guess what his last name is? Flag. Blood. <laughs> his name is Blood? Jimmy Blood. Jimmy Blood. But he doesn't say it like, "Hi, I'm Jimmy Blood." He's, he he says it like that, but it should be like Jimmy Blood. Because <laughs> if you got a name like that, you got to own that, ah, right? Blood, James Blood. James yeah. Blood. Yeah. 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 You're but not. Yeah. They were actually. St. Lugans were one of the main reasons why we we had the big ten foot by ten foot uh, flock end flags last season, and he shared more uh, sort of secrets, trade secrets with us while we were down there this time. And no, they're just a they're a good group to hang out with, and they're very uh, welcoming and gave us all kinds of stickers and scarves and all kinds of stuff like that. That's awesome. what you want to see when you yeah. go to an away game, right? Absolutely, it's just a yeah. really welcoming crowd and. Can't thank those guys enough. They cool. were great. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. And you guys brought them some Wisconsin beer? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Leo actually, you, you all know Leo. Leo with the giant uh, flamingo on the pole. Who is celebrating. Uh, sorry, he's celebrating a very big win this week for his home, oh yeah. his home club back in uh, oh yeah. Honduras. Yeah. So Leo is sort of our talisman. Right on game day, like if he's doing great, we're doing great. Um, and Leo <laughs> had Leo. That is a good point. Yeah. Leo had a great time down in St. Louis uh, <laughs> until until the second half, which is where things started to fall apart because Leo may or may not have been going hearts in six thirty in the morning. Uh, so as all things do come to an end after twelve and a half hard hours of drinking, you know you tend to fizzle out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not all young men anymore, are we? He's all, he's in preseason too. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. You got to work up to that, right? Yeah, you can't. You, yeah, you got. You know, and he's he's pushing his limits. I yeah, because really, what it what it comes down. But he to. played like a champion, and uh, yeah, Leo brought down a whole bunch of beer from uh, various places, and <laughs> we were able to hand out a lot to the St. Louis people. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say, shout out to Untitled Art. They had some very very good beer that we sampled and were able to share. Uh, Probably the best fruity beer I've ever tasted in my life. Um, yeah, it was great. Awesome. Uh, but oh, yeah. Leo works out there, right? He works for Octopi. Octopi, yeah, yeah. Out of Wanakee. Shout yeah. out to Octopi Brewing. And so Octopi brews for yeah. Untitled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, they they had some great great beer out here uh, out there, and we're glad to be able to bring some of it down and share some of the Wisconsin goodness with the St. Louis people. Cool. Believe it or not, they have beer there too. Yeah, but it's really shit. Yeah, on the Bush. Yeah, well, I'm not, it was I'm not drinking Budweiser. It was other stuff. There was other stuff. Okay, I mean, uh, just let's be. F- I mean, look, look. Yeah, Mike Chieto in yeah. a in a pink bunny suit. Uh, <laughs> we Mike, had 
Quito. 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 Does anybody really know how to pronounce it? Quito. I think he does. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. I think it's pronounced Johnny Blood. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy James Blood. Blood. Yeah, James Blood <laughs> Senior. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, no, it was great. I, I think you know we definitely had some rust to shake off too. It's preseason, right? Like, we had thirty-five people that traveled, you know, twelve hours in a car round trip down to a preseason friendly, which I think is that's normal. Pretty yeah. common. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty awesome though. It's pretty for normal for us, yeah. but yeah. not for most other clubs. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's something I kind of want to ask you before we touch into the next segment. Sure. Oh, wow. Producer producer Neil, it's, moving us along. I mean, there's different perspectives from pod producers to assistant coaches to sure. presidents of the flock. Um, Thank you for putting us into that group mm. of perspectives. That's really elevating us. So kind at times. <laughs> um, we, we all prepare in different ways for the upcoming season, and – we're obviously doing our things as a staff, and the players are doing their things. But you, you guys do things in the off season to stay together, and you're you're putting mm-hmm. on outings. Sure, you're, you're staying active. But what's it like as a supporter and a fan, and how how long were you looking forward to being like we can finally get there and cheer for the boys? Sure, it's it's. I'm yeah. a fan of football, yeah. and I'm a coach now, yeah. but I'm also a fan, so I know how you can get up for a game. But as a supporter. How long were you looking forward to this since you've known about the St. Louis friendly? Uh, for a long time, actually, we had people that wanted to go to um, that wanted to go to Louisville too, but it was a closed door game for their season ticket holders, and we actually had people that were asking about it. Like, we don't really have an off season, right. like you you don't either, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, as soon as like your season's over, you're talking with players, you're dealing with contracts, you're dealing with renewals, you exactly. like it doesn't, it's never over, right? So like. We've been looking forward to this since October. Um, I, it looks like from Keith's very elaborate show notes that I'll be talking about this later on. But um, we, you know, we have some new plans in store, and we're trying to sort of kick things up a notch. Shout out Emeril Lagasse. Um, <laughs> I know you guys shout him out a lot on this show, uh, so like I just want to add to that. Yeah, all the time. Um, but I think the biggest part for us is that. You know, last year, I've been telling everybody this, this offseason is we showed what's possible last season. This year, it's about expanding on that and really trying to show what we're capable of and really try to lift the boys a little bit more than we were last season and try to get out into the community more. So this was a big deal for a lot of people. And I think, you know, without being too serious about it, like it was really just more, let's get people out. Let's have a good time. Let's, you know, shake off some of the cobwebs and, um, you know, just try to have fun with it and not be too entirely serious about it. And as always, from the boys and staff, we're entirely thankful for when you show up and you're making tons of fucking noise. (laughs) Well, and uh, I think you guys They had none of their drummers there, which was kind of, I I guess there was an XFL game. The oh yeah, Hooligans. there was an X. Yeah. There was an XFL game, okay. and St. Louis has a team in XFL, and they were apparently all over at that game. Which, you know, fair play to them, it's fine. Uh, but I wouldn't have been there. No, no, I yeah, mean, no, not okay. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not trying to be I judgmental. Will, I, you do you. You yeah. do you. Yeah. You, yeah. Do yeah. you St. Louis. Yeah. I will say, watching the video of the guys coming over to shake hands at the end, there were a couple. Of, you know, obviously, I wasn't on this trip, uh, and there were moments of like watching it all kind of unfold on Twitter. I was like. Oh man, I can't wait to get back out there. And then seeing the guys come over and shake hands and like seeing Louie and Louie 
uh, yeah. hug each other. Oh, yeah. Um, you but know, you're look... reminded of like the, the connection between the players and the fans that we have, and yeah. it was it was it was nice to see that again. Don't look at that photo of Louis and Louis too long because it kind of looks like they're both trying to kill each other. <laughs> Well, it's like the the Spider Man thing that you see where they're pointing at each other. I think not sure yeah. what not sure where the Greeks and the French fall. Like on I don't the, know uh, if Louis yeah, Bennett knows how to hug people properly because <laughs> he was like he's in preseason. <laughs> he's in preseason. <laughs> he's working his way up to full season. Yeah, we hugs. Get, we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Uh, so we're gonna come back to some <laughs> things with Andrew as much as he'll be able to legally disclose to us. Mm. But wanted to touch on one of the reasons we have you on, Neil, is not just for your excellent tactical insights and your fantastic mustache, but also because <laughs> we're, we're curious about what goes on for the players. Oh, man. You spent a lot of time in, in lower division soccer in the United States. And so uh, how has preseason changed from when you started? I mean, that was, what, 30, 40 years ago? Yeah, <laughs> yeah at least 26. Um has it? Yeah, the standard has dramatically changed. We let's 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 start out by this. We're in a a northern part of the country where we don't have the ability to play outside. Weather is what it is. We're it's prohibitive. We're, we're at the mercy of weather. <laughs> yes. So this year, a major goal of ours was to say, "Hey, let's get south of south Rock- of Rockford. Of Rockford, Tro- <laughs> tropical. Let's get tropical. Uh, yeah, let's, let's go where the Bermuda grass grows in Birmingham, Alabama, <laughs> and let's get the boys on some proper grass. Yeah, yeah. And they showed up, and their eyes lit up when they saw this grass pitch. And my God, it was not green, but it was grass. It did look a little mm. brown. Yeah, but it but was hey, grass. Dormant Bermuda is better than yes. artificial turf. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> if there's anything I know, how about. much farther <laughs> south do you want to go, dude? Yeah. Come on. Don't be greedy. New Orleans is a uh, nice yeah. little destination. Well, this yeah. yeah, I think nice. we know why the club is not sending you to New Orleans. <laughs> Can you elaborate on yeah, that? Yeah, I would like to hear this as well. Uh, the beignets. You would have too many beignets. Yeah, yeah. the Abita virus, I think. Yeah, the Abita virus. It's beignets, Abita virus coffee, central. po' boys, yeah. uh, proper stuff. Oh, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, times have too changed. Too much mayonnaise. We, you have the ability now to to get games pretty much anywhere you go. When you think about how things are now compared to 35 years ago when I was playing, um, <laughs> there's way more soccer teams that are still here and not folding. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's some real football clubs now you, here. You set up a friendly in the fall and the team's still around in the spring. <laughs> I think that's a joke, but it's <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's no, we happened. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so when we planned this and Daryl went to Birmingham Southern, College, yep. not university. Big thing. BSC, yes. not BSU. Correct. Um, so we had we had a tremendous host from Greg Vincent's the head coach down there, and anything we needed, they got us. Any they were, Greg's in there every day in the morning, no matter where we were training. When it rained a little too much for us to train on the grass, we got an awesome turf pitch right outside of town. That's awesome. Ten minute drive away. Um, shout out to Milo's Hamburgers and Sweet Sea. We stopped there a few times after as a coaching staff, <laughs> throw a couple burgers down the hatch, some Sweet Seas, feeling good. But any golf? Did you, you and Daryl get any golf in? No golf. There was a Top Golf, Top Golf downtown. Um, but believe it or not, we're we're working the whole time. What? Crazy, right? I know. We're Shocking. building. We're 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 doing video. We're building sessions. We're. Hmm. It's crazy, right, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost as if this is your job. <laughs> but <laughs> not this. Yeah. That. That, that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but times have definitely changed. Uh there's a schedule every day. The guys are dialed in. We have we know when we're gonna eat, when we're gonna train. 
Um, they know what they they know what's coming. And they in dorms, hotels. We are in a hotel. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, nice, sweet. Um, what's the pool situation like at these hotels? Uh, we had some quality pool recovery sessions. Nice. All right. Your man N E A L uh, Neil is leading the charge. <laughs> For the record, uh, on our agenda for today's <laughs> podcast, Neil's name is spelled N-E-A-L. That was done by Keith Poniwaz, spelled with a B. Thanks, Pony. But to get back to it, yeah, you. when we're so north as we are, there's almost so much you can do for with what you have. And we have, uh, we're blessed to have a great leadership group and an ownership that says, okay, let's send you guys south. South of Rockford. And let's get a, let's get a proper preseason in. And Hashtag Big Top back in. <laughs> and it... Stuff costs money. Like, you go away, no matter where it is. If we went to Rockford, if we went to Birmingham, yeah. this stuff costs money to rent fields, uh, to be in places, to get food for the guys every day. Like, it's beyond belief what most people think goes into, yeah. no matter if it's MLS or championship or USL League One or even NISA. Like, when you go away in a preseason, it's not cheap. Like, yep. you're, there's a lot of things that go into it that, like, you're even talking about laundry. Like, yeah, laundry yeah. costs a lot of money. Yeah, you're not, you're not paying having for a place to do do it for free. No, you're not paying for and Bojangles tabs with hopes and dreams. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, Cajun chicken biscuits. Yeah, you're not. On the side, yeah, pimento cheese. You know, you know what's up. I, I believe it's called Bojangles. Bojangles. <laughs> according to producer Hannah. But again, yeah. So we get to go away for two weeks, and it's a major benefit to get okay, a group so, of guys. So yeah, it's <laughs> great. Everything's wonderful. You know. Okay, Keith. We're going to get into this. Now. What I want to know is. You know, guys are hanging out for two weeks by themselves. They've got to get bored, right? I They're trying so. as, as Keith was with yeah. Neil's discussion yeah. of preseason. Yeah. Oh, everything's great. Everything's fantastic. This is part of the Wh- plan, Keith. Wh- what's the dumbest thing you've seen somebody do out of boredom at a preseason camp? Mm. Out of boredom? Or out of peer pressure? Out of putting, you know, you put 20 guys together and we automatically take on the IQ of the dumbest person in the room? Sure. So what's the, what's the dumbest thing that you've seen? Well, since I had zero pre-season. prep time for this mm. note, <laughs> yeah. well, we, shoot we this heard from a the hip. Story. Well, shoot, shoot. We keep our guys pretty busy via training, meals, meetings. So what I hope and what I think they're doing, besides hanging out with Jason Klein and creating amazing content for Ford Madison oh, people. Sticky content. Sticky, icky content. <laughs> they're sleeping. No FIFA? I don't think anyone brought a login gain system on Really? That but is I, shocking. That might be the most shocking But the, gu- the guys get some cards going. Yeah. Daryl and I participate in some cards. But dumbest, it's like the dumbest thing you could do is get on the old Tinder or Bumble, go on a <laughs> date, and wake up early and like wake up and you're not at a fucking training. Yeah. Yeah. These are proper athletes, Dan. And How I'm dare just you? saying this like this may not be, this can entail a player, it can entail a team admin, a kit man. Like, this is full com- encompassing. Like, it's all encompassing. Someone's going to miss something because they're being dumb on the other side of things. The Matt Bonner, Chris Stanton, and new kit man, Hunter, they put in work. Oh, my God, yeah. But they also have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> they work hard, they play hard, okay? Yeah. Exactly, Andrew. Yeah. So what, about, what about from your playing days? Were there any, you know, ridiculously dumb things that happened that you saw. You don't have to name any names. <laughs> the paper is being shifted yeah. around the table it nervously. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be you. Eyes are fluttering. You know, I'm dialing back the clock right now because yeah. obviously it was... I mean, I did yeah. hear that somebody on the team got pulled over on the drive back yesterday. Yeah, so... Was, but that's, yeah. that's not dumb. 
That's, that's not just, dumb. That's yeah. just trying to make good time and yeah. be efficient. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about efficient. Been gone for yeah. two weeks or a week. Yeah, How you want to get home? You got to do some laundry. Listen, this is what I'm going to say about <laughs> free laundry. A vehicle that got pulled over is that we have enough wherewithal and intelligence on in our club to be able to talk to a police officer and not get a ticket. I heard that the shout out to Metro Kia for providing our rides. I, I heard the guy cried. That's what I heard. He he just started weeping, uncontrollably. The guy, the, the, guy, the guy, the guy who, who will go unnamed. Over. Yeah, trialist number six. Oh, yeah. there's no trialist driving vans. There are only <laughs> figureheads of our team that yeah. drive vans. Yeah. That guy, that pal, that friend. You know who he is. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> his his name might rhyme with Rurbo. <laughs> <laughs> He gets very into his books on tape, okay? I mean, what are you going to do? How did you know that? I know everything. I know things. Yeah. I know things. We we also heard... Well, we'll we'll talk about that (laughs) off the air. Uh, So, Neil, speaking of things off the air, um, (laughs) what's your Tavern of the Week this week? Tavern Mm -hmm. of the Week is... We're going to go classier than we've ever gone before. We want a new one. We're going classier than we've ever gone before. Even though we touched... Ideal bar last night. When mm. I say we, it's my date that's over here listening to this best, amazing podcast. Best date ever. Best date ever. <laughs> bar she, Coralini yeah. provided. We some are serving Lacroix and absolute whiskey. entertainment last night. Great bartender. Don't know her name. Female. Don't know her. Did grab her <laughs> name, but she was awful friendly. Um, wow. Not. In <laughs> <laughs> also, this place sounds very upscale. Uh, Coralini. You would think so. But uh, great chef. We had their pizza, um, sausage and rapini. Unbelievable. But this is why it's still a tavern. And, and your, your date here is a pizza connoisseur. So thumbs up on the pizza. But this is why we're all going to agree that this is a tavern. $3 high lives. Mm. Nice. All right. Can't beat that. You, I'll allow uh, that. We'll Wait. allow that. We'll it's allow on that. the high end. Yeah. yeah. But we'll allow it. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I can get a good. A good high life. I mean, we should note that our cocktails earlier in the day were $3.50 at the first stop. I was part of the date before it went on. This is an apples to oranges (laughs) comparison here. We're talking about a place with an Italian name that's serving $3 (laughs) Miller High Lives. You're not coming by that. Uh, All right. If I may interfere, uh, I would like to, to, you know, go to now a man who does some of his best statistical work in taverns. Optally, who has, is providing us uh, a preview of some of the new statistical analyses he's going to be doing for the 2020 Forward Madison season. Hello, everybody. This is Optally. I'm happy to report that I've spent the off-season staying safe indoors and pioneering a new advanced metric. This could be the one that changes everything we know about the game. I call it XG over RPST which stands for Expected Goals Over Rick Pitino Sex Time, essentially breaking down XG into disappointing 15-second increments. Applying this new metric to Forward's recent preseason match, where they went down 3-0 to Birmingham Legion, the trend was pretty clear. XG rose stiffly during the 15 seconds around each goal, before shrinking away to nothing immediately afterwards. Adjusting for this falls firmly on Forward's defense. As the opposition attack nears its climax, they'll need to be better at shutting up shop like an Italian restaurant in Louisville. Well, I'm off to crunch some more numbers. Enjoy the stats, everybody. Thank you, Optali. We're, we're looking forward, I think, 
thoroughly to those new statistics, aren't we, Dan? Sure. Yeah. I, I wish I knew what they were. Well, you know, he's a, he's a deep thinker. And well, I'm hope he, I hope he's over his existential crisis. The one about like all the ways you can die in the yeah. off season was was pretty bleak. It was a little dark. It pretty little bleak. Dark. I am never going to go scuba diving. I will tell you that. Well, yeah. I mean, were That's you going good. to anyway? No. Okay. Uh, so now we 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 turn to uh, today and forward Madison history with Andrew Schmidt. Uh, Andrew, what were you doing uh, last year? Can I also just make the point? We actually now have yeah. history. History. Yeah. Like we actually have history. We at this point last year we had players that were being paid who were yeah. playing matches. We actually have fucking history now. Twenty nineteen. I don't know. Where about, were you? I don't know about fucking history. Well, I just, because I was. Did the league one f- unfiltered dudes curse a lot? So I feel like I need to keep up. Or you know, else, as the podcast keeps gonna leave as, me. As, as the podcaster's podcaster, w- we do our own thing, Dan. You're not sponsored, so. <laughs> I thought we were working on one of those. Oh boy, that's that's in the. You know, guys. You know. Give me no, some time. Oh Gates, and Gates and Brovy? Gates and Brovy? No, we might. They're not open go- on Mondays. They're not open on Mondays. That doesn't mean they can't be a sponsor. Well, what good is it? I need you need you know more about this than Let's I do. Let's not talk badly about okay. potential sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive badly. in. Is Let's that how everything. this works? You're not supposed to like talk Bad shit about them before you pitch yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the these guys, but they're <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but then it gives them a chance to make it up. Uh, we've been we've been going about this all wrong. So, <laughs> Andrew, uh, before things spiral completely out of control. Uh, wh- what they what haven't. were you doing last year on this date? On March 2nd, yes. uh, I was actually tracing two-pole stencils onto pieces of fabric for the Marquette Friendly that was coming up, which, coincidentally, we have a Marquette Friendly coming up on March 21st. And uh, has the flock started putting together any plans? We have. Uh, we have a bus booked. Uh yeah, just one. Just one. It's very exclusive. It's very exclusive. Uh, Dan and I aren't invited. Uh, I am. Keith is not. Uh, actually, yeah. Dan's actually going to be doing our entertainment on the bus. Um, what are you wearing? Not the shirt and scarf I'm wearing tonight because Neil walked in and said they clashed. They do, actually. Yeah. I don't uh, see the entertainment happening. Well, <clears throat> we'll work towards that. Yeah. Uh, but, no, uh, last year was... Uh, Putting stuff up on two on two pole designs, um, it was a lot of fun actually. I, I left way more thumbtack holes in the uh, conference room across from my <laughs> office than I ever intended to. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, to trace things large and, scale. And of I'm, course, you did that on your lunch break. Yeah, no, it was actually on a Saturday. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, last year was a, either a Saturday or a Sunday on March second. I booked. I was After there for church. like. It's oh, hard, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's obviously. hard to know because that yeah. fucking leap day. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Happy birthday, Taylor Twelman, you yeah. dick. Yeah. What is he, four now? <laughs> Who invited <laughs> Andrew ten. Dice he's Clay? Ten. Okay. He's ten. Who All invited right. Andrew Dice Clay over here? Yeah. He's going full Long Island on us. Yeah, he's it got was the second snit of whiskey that did it. <laughs> yeah, he's got a leather jacket on with a collar turned up. Yeah. <laughs> Hickory dickory dock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, a lot of people don't... <laughs> uh, about three people who are alive yeah. in the 80s got that joke. <laughs> Pretty sure if you would have ever told me we're going to make an Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> reference on this podcast, I would have said we're not doing the podcast. Yeah. No, so, off so we go. Last year was tracing uh, banner designs. Um, a lot of like the banners and two bowls and stuff that you see on an average match day, especially, like I think, 
you see them a lot more in the U.S., uh, two poles specifically, but it takes a lot of time. There's a whole design process. It's not just like drawing something out onto a piece of fabric. So the a lot of the stuff that we had last season was a lot of painstaking work by a lot of people that, you know, traced and, and, and painted onto that kind of stuff. But, yeah, this year I think it's going to be incredible. We've got a lot of really, really big plans. We're, you know, I well, talked and, about – And so I, I ducked out of it, but uh, sure. last – Last Wednesday or two Wednesdays ago, uh, the Ops Committee met, and there were probably 25, 30 people there who were going to be putting in that effort for this year, right? Yeah. And is is, is that been a nice difference, that it's no longer just you sketching <laughs> these things out, that you may have some help? Uh, I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, yeah, like, a lot of people don't understand, like, how much work actually goes into this stuff. and um, We tried desperately to communicate that as much as possible. I'm not actually not being sarcastic right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean... We, I mean, I, I can't say enough about, like, you know, talking about tracing things on a Saturday so that there are two poles that matches. I mean, and, like, it, it, it's – I hope people kind of understand. Like, the average TIFO, like, probably takes us close to 100 hours, and that was, like, not anything near where you see, like, an MLS or a USL championship-level game. We're trying to work our way up to, like, that kind of stuff this season. Like, we have really, really big ambitions – I think, you know, I've said this to ownership multiple times. I've said this to Neil and Daryl many times at the close of last season. Like, the supporters of this club will never see this as a small club. Like, Mm -hmm. we will always be punching above our weight and trying to do bigger and better things than than I think what people in in the league office as well as what other fans of other clubs in this league uh, assume is sort of status quo for what we should be going for. We're never going to be satisfied with where we end up. Uh, but we also know, too, that like we cannot scale without some level of organization, right? Like You can't move a section of 800 to 1,000 people without having some kind of programming in place. So we're moving more towards that. Um, we actually have a mobile app that is now out for Android that has all of our songs on it. So we hope to save a lot of money on printing off song sheets this season as well as like just cluing people in via push notifications on different events that we have going on, new merch offerings, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's really what we're moving towards more this season is having a more connected supporter base and one that's more organized than we saw last season. And, and I think one of the other things that you've mentioned is kind of moving a little bit more decentralized. Um, Correct. And one of the things, and, and just want to, you know, give people a, a kind of a heads up on this is each of the, the independent supporters group within the umbrella of the, or under the umbrella of the flock is going to have their monthly charity this year, right? Yep. So we also know, too, that like no group of any size can really scale without having some sort of level of like micro community within it, right? Like you've got to have your sort of ride or die people that are on every trip that you go on to away games to like who you who you talk to at tailgates, who you hang out with after the match is over. Like we get into this as much as like an EPL fan does about their club over in England. Like we're spitballing about like how well Paulo played this weekend and whether or not he'll get picked next week or, you know, whether or not something was actually a foul or whether, I mean, you guys are going to beat it into the ground, whether a caller was good or not. But this this is why we trust well, you because we, we're we, we we're experts. We have uh, to we have to fill, you know, fifty five minutes. Lots of week. time. I think we're beyond fifty five minutes right now. Yeah. But I think it's a good fifty four forty five, thank you, Dan. But uh I can with, taste it. <laughs> fifty five was right there. Uh 
with that being said, yeah, like every all the supporters groups are going to have their own things going on this season, and it's something that we're really trying to work towards championing. I mean, I think it's very rare that any third division club in any country, anywhere in the world, has the level of concentration of people around it that we do here in this town. I think we're exceptionally lucky, but it also takes a lot of work. So hopefully people actually show up and show out and, and really do relish this chance to like build a real community around this thing or keep developing it, I should say. You're uh, here? Well, one thing I was going to say is a part of the reason we have the, the multiple supporters groups that we do in, in that umbrella is, I mean, again, it sounds like we're kissing your ass. Um, which we are. We are. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you did a great job that first year of uh, ensuring the kind of outreach to various communities, you know, various groups, um, ensuring that each of these, you know, supporters group got the help that they needed up and running. And then one of the other things that I'm kind of curious about is you went to the Independent Supporters Conference this year. Mm -hmm. And what did you, I mean, that kind of spitballing with other supporters groups, what did you guys take away from it? And and what did you learn? And, you know, was there any one big takeaway from that for the flock for 2020? So to make it really concise. Um, that ship has sailed. Yeah. We don't ever do that. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> I, I thought the biggest takeaway from this is that, like, every group faces the same issues, no matter if you're in a 70,000 seat stadium or a yeah. 5,000 seat stadium. Um, it really is connecting with the people that show up to support the team and making sure that you're doing everything that you can to help that be a community and a connected community. Um, the, this was the most probably productive and fruitful conference that I've ever been to of any industry ever. And I've been to quite a few conferences in the industry I'm in, just healthcare IT. Uh, I'm sure your job loved to yeah. hear you say that. Well, but <laughs> the biggest part of, uh, I, I think the reason why it was so productive and so fruitful is because it was put on by people that are in the industry and they weren't trying to sell anything to each other. They're passionate. Really, yeah. They're yeah. Like straight well, passion for what people are doing. Yeah. We are all. Uh, One, I think as well, if you're making the effort yeah. to get there, you, you want to learn. Right? I think if you are in supporter, like a, you, if you are a soccer supporter, you are a sort of mac masochist by nature in general. And if you are going to be a leader of that, then you are just <laughs> heaping it on yourself. So like you show up to this thing and you're around your people who identify with you. And now I think the coolest thing about this whole thing is that we have people there from LAFC, from Timbers Army, from clubs all over North America and there were groups that we had kind of styled ourselves after be it like with our chants with our songs with our the way that we offer like merchandise offerings that we showed up just ready to learn and had them coming up to us and asking us questions which was like Baller. a really big role reversal for us like people from Timbers Army coming up and being like hey, where'd you get this, like, rugby polo shirt from? Because that was, like, super cool, and we want to try to do something and like that. And we saw that guy with the one tucked in, and that was fucking yeah. baller. Yeah, they were like, who's this tuck? Who's this Who's this big tuck energy guy? Yeah. <laughs> Tucker Snug. Yeah. Taking the country by storm. At Tucker but Snug. No, Snug it was... Tucker. Snug Tucker. Snug Tucker. The coolest thing about this whole thing is that we had people from groups from NPSL all the way up through MLS, and we had NWSL groups, which the next one is actually going to be hosted in Portland by the Rose City Riveters which is the first solo NWSL supporters group to host this conference. Um, the best part of it was that nobody big-timed each other. Everybody was just there to share ideas and talk about issues. And, like, we had people there. We had Human Rights Watch there. We had people there from FAIR. We had people there from the MLS Players Union. 
like we were talking about real issues that people like around this sport are dealing with on an everyday basis. And it was just really cool to have everybody coming together and sharing ideas and walking away feeling completely edified and like ready to go for this next season. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, anything else, Dan, you want to ask uh, Andrew? No. Well, usually we, we hit this point. Thanks for asking uh, me, Keith. <laughs> uh, Neil, do you do you have anything? Are you now putting yourself in as co-host? Is that that would happen? I'm still contributor. <laughs> this uh, is what you've labeled guy me shows, as, and I will stick with guy it. Guy shows up for the first time in months, and he's and like, yeah, now he's like, I'm mouthing off. I'm running the podcast. He's Sorry, I had a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to you guys, but he's the best looking one of the three of you. Fuck. Oh, shit. I'll go uh, drink well, with you after. We, You're we part have, of our day. We have faces for podcasts. <laughs> Uh, I think that's what it comes down to. So uh, generally at this point, I turn to Dan and I say, Dan, do you have anything else you want to add to the podcast? And Dan goes, no. And then he goes, well, actually, Dan, what are your last words with Andy Rooney this week? No. You know what really grinds my <laughs> gears? I'm on the bang train. That's all I want to say, man. Uh, silent, I'm so, silent G. I'm so excited about this kid. And, it, you know, I'm just, I'm ready. You know, I think I'm he's ready. taller than you. Shut up. <sighs> oh, man. Maybe. Andrew, bringing out the spice. We, invi- we invite him once a year, and he, and he just drops, drops the fire. I'm but never going to come back. But the reason I'm excited about him is because like, someone in this room who knows a lot about what goes on with the team is excited about him. I'm but excited also, about him. Th- like, to me, like, this, is, you know, this is like looking ahead five, ten years. Like, this is what the league needs to become, like finding young players, developing young talent, selling them on reinvesting in the club like this is where this can actually start to become sustainable and a real thing and so seeing and also like the fact that like the monk community is going to get an opportunity to see a player playing in madison Mm -hmm. it's just really exciting on a number of levels so like i'm just i'm just super pumped about him as a player so that would be i guess the the not thing i want to say at the end i'm i'm excited about him like even just watching like his highlight reels from playing at Shaddix and playing over in Portugal, like he looks a player. Yeah. He looks, he looks, everything about him looks like a player who can keep developing. When he gets the ball, he t- like the touches to turn quickly, get his head up, and get the ball out of his feet. Like again, we talked about this the day we talked about him on the podcast. It's hard to know with you know grainy video and all that, but you've watched other players. Things happen very quickly for him. Like you could just see the the speed of thought and picking out guys running through the mid or running up front. And I'm I'm pumped to see him play. Fully on the Vang train, silent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So now we have a kind of debate because the last time we potted, debate. There's still more to go. Well, we podcast. This is off the air. This is like a Grateful Dead show. This is going to go on the highlight reel. Last time we went up. We're only in drum space, people. There's still like a whole second (laughs) set to come. We're we're deep into Dark Star. Uh, We didn't didn't go up the hill last time. We went to another establishment where they had 60-cent tacos. And Dan said he was going to work on on sponsorship. Well, Didn't arrange it. I'm I'm laying the groundwork. Um, Yeah, so we we won't say the place. It's on Regent Street. They have 60-cent tacos on Monday night. The gentleman next to us ate at least 10, ten. Yeah. ten tacos? Yeah. Turbo had, could take them. <laughs> I had five, and I felt... I don't know yeah. if he wants to. 
I don't know if that would be a good idea. Yeah, these are not like good Turbo tacos. Would hit also, 20. this guy didn't look like he was in like I'm trying to win an eating contest. It was more like Monday I go have ten tacos. Are we talking like middle school lunchroom oh, yes. lunch yes. tacos? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I got Turbo authentic. over the world at whatever location mm. this is. They, they spoke of him in awe. People people walked into this place because it's basically six to ten tacos until they're out. Oh. Like college guys were walking in going like are there still tacos? And they'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, oh, great. I'll Are take we talking ten. street tacos, hard shell tacos, hard double? Hard shell, ground table. beef. Yeah. I think the packet of t- taco seasoning. Yeah. yeah. Your mom made this. Ortega. Your mom made this. Turbo's yes, taking Ortega. Down, Turbo's taking down one minimum 22. <laughs> oh, boy. So I don't f- uh, I'm not fearful it. of this. I believe Until next time I when we it. give you the Turbo Taco update. We say forwards, not backwards, upwards, not forwards, and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. On our block, all of the guys call up flamingo. Cause her head glows like the sun, and her eyes can light the sky. Somebody go grab that bottle of whiskey. No.